Hello, kia ora, shumai. Welcome to the Be Better podcast. This podcast is aimed at helping you go B Corp and beyond. And in this podcast, we connect with other certified B Corporations, aspiring B Corps, and other aligned individuals to help you understand the what, why, and how of B Corp certification. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, everyone. Ooh. Everyone's streaming into the room right now. Welcome. Hello, I'm going to say hi to the people who um, I can see Caroline, Anna, Pete, Amy, Oliver, Gray. Kiora, Phoebe, Lauren, Catherine, Anne, Madeline, Serena, Ivan. Sorry if I missed you, but so great to see so many of you here today. My name is Mindy Liao, and I'm the head of growth and impact at B-Lab. I joined B-Lab six years ago, and I'm um, the longest serving member. And I've had the privilege to watch this movement grow, um, as well as the team grow in these number of years. I want to welcome you to this webinar and thank you for being part of this moment where we currently have 52 B Corps in Aotearoa, New Zealand, since the first one certified in 2012. It is also my greatest pleasure to introduce our newest team member at BLAP to you today, Hugh Lei Wong, who joined us three weeks ago as the Aotearoa, New Zealand manager. She's our very first team member on the ground in New Zealand, and we are excited not just about the creation of this role, but also the person that we found to fill it. Kule has been working in the area of impact most of her career and has recently returned to New Zealand from the UK, having been involved with the B Corp movement from aboard. So without further ado, let me introduce Kule Wong to say a few words about herself. Over to you, Kule. Thanks, Mindy. Uh, tēnā koutou katoa, uh, ko Kile Wong toku ingoa, no tauranga fiti me tiania uh, o pitipuna, no tamaki makoro uh, aho. Um, my name is Kile Wong. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it's really lovely to be here. Um, my ancestors are from Tauranga, Fiji in China, and I'm from Auckland. Um, I'm really honoured uh, to be joining B-Lab team, as Mindy said, um, just in my third week. Uh, so it's it's been a whirlwind uh, induction um, right in the middle of B Corp month, um, but just so excited to be co-hosting this webinar with her and hear from some pretty inspiring Kiwi B Corps about their certification journey. Um, a little short little bit of background around about me. Um, I worked across a number of not-for-profit and for-profit organizations throughout my career, um, really all about driving positive social and environmental impact. And I'm just really driven by the opportunity for business to have a, um, you know, to influence and drive change uh, in some of the most pressing challenges we face as a society. And I think the global B Corp community is really demonstrating that this is not only possible, but essential for the survival of our planet and its people. 
Um, prior to this, I actually led the B Corp certification for an organization in the UK. So I have kind of been on the other side of the coin as well and um, understand a bit about it from that perspective too. Um, but we are mainly here to hear about um, the exciting Kiwi B Corps and their journey. So I won't go off too long, but I really look forward to connecting with all of you properly in due course um, and kind of building this movement with you. So I will pass back to Mindy to get us started. Thank you, QA, and I'm so glad to have you co-hosting the session with me today. Um, so for all of you who are joining us, feel free to pop any questions that come to mind that you want to ask our um, amazing B Corps. There are eight of them here, seven of them here today. Um, just feel free to pop that in your chat and QA will be organizing those questions for our panelists. So you may be aware that March this month is B Corp month. And um, today's webinar is one of many online events uh, featuring Australian and New Zealand B Corps. So I encourage you to visit our B Corp month website as well to find out what other sessions that we have, uh, as well as watch the recordings. As I said earlier, we're at a very exciting inflection point in business today. While some industries are rebuilding in an endemic world, many others are having a real awakening to purpose. When the pandemic hit two years ago, BLAB was bracing itself for a slowdown in certification, but in fact, the opposite has happened. I think our expectations of businesses are changing. People are expecting companies to be part of the solution rather than the problem. And this is stemming from consumers, workers, investors, partners, and even suppliers. Luckily, as businesses, we are good at pivoting. And that's what we do to meet changing expectations. And this, I think, is fueling the demand for certification. In my opinion, the B is much more than certification. It is a framework for continuous improvement. It's a rallying call for workers. It's a powerful set of metrics to run your business. And mostly, it's a community of like-minded businesses who are coming together to create positive impact, whether that's within your own operations or collectively with others. With so much that's happening in the world today and the strange time that we find ourselves living in, having this community of businesses, the B community, stand in solidarity for something larger than themselves, I think is really inspiring. And that's what brings me to work every day. So in the spirit of B Corp Month, we are inviting you today to take a look behind the B and featuring, we'll be featuring the seven different B Corps um, as well as the, uh, some B Lab team members. So our agenda today will include um, four speakers in the first section who giving you an introduction to B Corp certification. And then we'll have another four speakers um, as part of a roundtable discussion. And uh, finally, we'll open up to a Q&A session from you, moderated by QLA, um, and uh, a short networking at the end before we close. So without further ado, let's introduce our first four speakers. First cab off the rank, we have Tim Jones, who's also known as the Grow Good Guy. Tim's business, Grow Good, has been a certified B Corp since 2016, and Tim has been actively promoting B Corps to hundreds of businesses. Tim is one of the first Kiwis to successfully complete the B Consultants training program run by us at B Lab Australia, New Zealand. And today, Tim is going to talk about whether B Corp certification is for you. Next, we'll hear from Brooke Roberts, who is the co-founder and co-CEO of Sharesies, a wealth development platform whose purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. Brooke is passionate about creating equal opportunities and using business for good 
as she is the force behind the positive impact that Shazis has on people and planet. Then we'll hear from Lauren Diggle, who is a member of the B-Lab Australia and Aotearoa New Zealand team. Lauren has played a number of roles at B-Lab and is currently the evaluation analyst. Um, and so you'll likely be hearing from Lauren after you hit submit for certification. Lauren is B-Lab's resident foodie and joy captain, and you'll soon find out why. Finally, you'll hear from Penny DeBorst, who is the head of brands and partnerships at Bright Limited. Bright use, uses the power of words for good, and Penny helps organizations to use plain language to build trust, equity, get access to information. Penny has been involved in the process of uh, helping Wright get certified, and she'll be talking about how you can use your B Corp certification in your business and to support the growth of the movement. So we'll hand it over to you, Tim, to kick us off. Hello. Kia ora. Let me share my screen. Cool. Can everyone see my screen or can someone see my screen? Let me know if you can see a screen. Fantastic. Cool. So in five minutes, um, to be or not to be, I think you're probably going to guess what the answer is going to be. It's going to be you should be. But hey, let's just unpack that for a little bit. Um, let's back up the truck though a little bit. Like what, what is a B Corporation? Some of you will have a um, real depth of, uh, of an idea of what this thing is. Some of you, this might be your first interaction with this thing called B Corp. Certified B Corporations are a new form of business that aim to balance making a profit whilst also having some kind of higher purpose. And to achieve this little B certification and get it hanging on your wall nice and proudly, you have to meet the highest independent standards of verification around the transparency and accountability of your social and environmental footprint. So that's what B Corp's all about. But why should you uh, even think about caring about doing something as grandiose and amazing as being a B Corp? Well, let's go and find out. So beyond it being um, a nice little certification, as Mindy alluded to some of these uh, concepts in her, her sort of pre-talk, there are plenty of certification frameworks and tools out there where it can just become a tick box exercise and you are very much uh, in the realms of getting into greenwashing and purpose washing. I can tell you that B Corp is not that. It is rigorous, but it is achievable. And as well as you having this rigorous and independently verified certification that you can prove that you're doing the good that you're doing, it is a movement in a community. For example, just little things like putting this event together. We have many B Corps from across New Zealand with the team in, in Melbourne, and it's been pretty easy to come together because we all care deeply about growing this movement. So there's this sense of movement and connection and community. But perhaps more importantly, it's a commitment that your business is going to, I guess, um, uh, step up to, to say that you want to be a better organisation from today, but also going into the future. And the certification framework helps you do that because it's an impact guide. It'll help you understand the good that you're currently doing in your business, whilst giving you an indication as to where you might be able to start thinking about doing more good in the future. So it's a lot more than just a tick box exercise and a little pretty picture on your wall. Why is B Corp becoming a thing? As Mindy said, like the growth in the movement in 2020 was about 25%, which is just insane. When we stop and look around and, and each of you can, can think and pause for a minute after this session, you know, what are the things that you see in the world that kind of make you feel a little bit, you know, worked up about that you want to maybe make a difference about? 
there are plenty of environmental issues that each of us can um, connect to on an individual level, but we can also start to think about how our business can play a role in mitigating environmental challenges. We demand justice and change, you know, insert the social justice thing that you are personally, um, uh, you care about deeply. And I think also COVID um, has had, uh, well, clearly it has, as Mindy was saying, with the numbers of uh, businesses now looking at B Corp. I think a large number of people have had what I call the existential wet fish to the face moment where they're stopping and thinking, actually, what does my business do? And for, the, for those tuning in, you know, in New Zealand, uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, when many businesses thought that they were essential businesses to society and quite quickly they were told, no, your business is not essential. So at a systemic level, we've got environmental, we've got social and I guess a pandemic as three major things that are driving people to just stop and think about what are we doing at a business level. And some of you on this call might yourselves be those people that are having those moments. If we bring it down to, I guess, like the slightly uh, the lower level in terms of um, less systemic, consumers, employees and investors are all looking to support businesses that can prove they are doing good. The stats are, um, they, they come from all sorts of um, some places. The stats from here, the, the, the consumer and the employee stats are from the Colmar Brunton Better Futures report. The same sorts of figures are seen from McKinsey, from PwC, from KPMG, like every major uh, consulting firm is showing that increasingly, and, and these numbers are going up year on year, customers want to support the brands that they but they can they can demonstrate and prove that they're doing some kind of good and that they have a sustainable lens to their business employees again increasingly expect their employer to have some kind of greater purpose and meaningful societal impact on the investment side probably the better one is this one from may 2021 so anz bank issued a $100 million Australian dollar loan to Kathmandu, who are, um, are they, I think they're the biggest, it's either them or Sinley. I think, yeah, Kathmandu are the biggest B Corp in this region. So essentially, um, you know, ANZ offering uh, lower cost money to Kathmandu, so long as Kathmandu maintain and increase their B Corp score. So if you think about a business, every business needs customers, it needs employees, it needs money to grow and scale. And it also needs suppliers. And we've definitely got experience at Grow Good where companies are reaching out to us where they are being asked questions by their customers to say, hey, we're having a look at our business. And as part of that, we're looking at our supply chain. Could you tell us what you're doing in your business around your social and environmental impact? And when they hear about this thing called B Corp and they can say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, um, we're now a B Corp. That's a real slam dunk argument for people in, you know, trying to um, prove their credentials within someone's supply chain. Do B Corps do any good? Well, this is the really cool thing. You know, so when you get your business to a place where you can understand how you can start solving some, some of these big complex problems, as well as, um, you know, on that lower level, the really good news is B Corps are doing some really cool stuff. So B Corps are twice as likely to be offsetting their greenhouse gas emissions compared to their non-B Corp peer. 63% um, of B Corps, this is from uh, B Labs Global Impact Report uh, from 2020-2021. of uh, B Corps hire workers that have historically been barred or, or have been from underemployed populations. 
and seven to one is the pay average pay ratio of the highest lowest paid employees in a B Corp compared to 144 to one in the um, in the market as a whole. If you're, I guess, if you're not convinced on the uh, spiritual, metaphysical, um, you know, impact side of things, then there's actually some fairly compelling evidence on, I, I call that the ROI, the return on impact or the return of impact. If you're genuinely just looking at the return on investment, then you should probably set up as well. So this was from 2018, where um, the, this journal called The Grocer surveyed all the B Corps in UK at the time, which was 150. They're now almost close to 700. Um, and they found that um, average year-on-year -year growth for the 150 B Corps was 14% compared to 0.5% growth in GDP. A third of those companies um, surveyed said that they'd attracted new customers since certifying, whilst almost half said that new staff had been attracted specifically because they were a B Corp. And then there's this study from the University of Ghent, where basically they did a panel data set of financial data of European firms that had certified as B Corps between 2012 and 2018. And as they say, this paper empirically shows that B Corp certification positively impacts the turnover growth rates one year pre versus one year post. Now, obviously, we're not saying go and get B Corp certified just to make more money, or if you do get certified, you're guaranteed to make more money. Um, hashtag not financial advice, etc. But I think the evidence is pretty compelling. If you do it authentically and you tell the story correctly to the stakeholders that care and matter and want to hear the story and connect to it, you will have a great business. And that's backed up by this. So this is stats again from B Labs impact report from last year. 52% of B Corps hired more employees in 2020. So in the middle of a global pandemic, B Corps were hiring, the majority of B Corps are hiring people. 47% of B Corps had employee growth of more than 15%, and two thirds of all B Corps increased their revenue in a global pandemic. And the same uh, similar, or sort of similar stats were seen in 2009, 2010 post GFC. So it's not, it's not a blip in that regard. So I will sum up my um, to be or not to be argument with the words here from Rose Macario, former CEO of Patagonia. The B Corp movement is one of the most important of our lifetime, built on the simple fact that business impacts and serves more than just shareholders. It has an equal responsibility to the community and to the planet. That's it from me. Thank you. Hopefully that's that five minutes. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for that, for kicking us off. And next, we're going to go to Brooke from Sharesies, who will be sharing um, Sharesies' experience of completing the B Impact Assessment. Over to you, Brooke. Oh, kia ora koutou, um, ki te whanganui atāra e noho anu au. Um, nā mihi ki nā iwi o tēnei rihi uh, ko Te Atiawami, Taranaki, ki te opoku o te ika. Uh, he kahoutou um, tōku tangu mahi, uh, ko Brooke tōku ingoa. So kia ora everybody, I'm Brooke. Um, I just acknowledge the mana of the land I'm on and um, I'm the uh, co-founder, co-CEO and director here at Shazies. Um, First off, I just love how many people were on this call and if you all became B Corps, we would double the B Corp community here in Aotearoa, so that's exciting. Um, for those that don't know Shazies, um, we created Shazies five years ago because um, we believe that everybody deserves an equal opportunity to grow their wealth um, and yeah, we're based in Aotearoa in Australia uh, and yeah, it's just been heaps of fun on our journey um, since we started. So I'll tell you, I'll talk mostly about our first ever application as a B Corp and, and the 
the interactions we had with um, B-Lab. So uh, the first step was to uh, complete the B-Impact assessment tool. Um, so this is free tool um, available online. And I just recommend every single business um, should do this assessment. And I think it, it will even help you understand when Tim asks, asks the questions to be or not to be, everybody do the assessment and then you'll realize um, whether you're up for making the changes in order to be a B Corp or, um, or whether, um, yeah, and I think, or whether you uh, But that was, we did the B Corp, uh, the B Impact Assessment Tool um, before we were pre-revenue, when we were just starting. We really wanted to um, make sure that we're, when we're creating shares, we were creating something that did have a positive impact um, and was a force for good. And there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of like buy one, give one models out there, but then you'd hear about like the practices they had with how they treated their people and stuff like that. And, you know, like I, I really wanted us to, to not be, um, not just say, hey, we're a social enterprise, like what are we actually? And I, and I really respect, um, you know, the B Corp rigor, which you'll hear a lot about through this call. So we did the assessment. There was like 269 or something questions that we went through. Um, and we're only a team of 10 at that stage. So like all the information was kind of on hand, but there was a lot of things like, oh, yeah, of course we'll do that. But we haven't written that down <laughs> or we think about doing, you know, but I, it was really great to see, hey, here's all the things that we're doing that are well um, good at the moment. And here's ways that we can improve. But we found that hey, actually we did meet a score that meant that we could um, apply to be a B Corp. So we clicked the button, um, I think paid the fee at that stage, and then uh, got some great automated comms back from B-Lab saying, hey, we've uh, we've got heaps of applications at the moment, so it could take about six months till you um, can go through your audit. Uh, and we, we submitted application in November 2018, um, and by April 2019, we're a B Corp. Um, the next stage after uh, after we submitted our application and we got some of those automated responses just to let us know we were at in the in the queue kind of thing. Uh, we then started. We got paired with an auditor who asked for some more information from us um, to verify the uh, the question, the data behind some of the questions that were asked. And then we went through this ninety minute audit which was just such a wonderful experience. I loved it, actually. Um, and then afterwards, they recalibrated the score and um, ultimately we became a B Corp and it's just been an incredible journey since then. And, um, and now we're in the process three years on of going through recertification at the moment. So being able to do that all again with you know, a team of 218 and heaps of changes in our um, in our business, but I really, I really like going back and looking at that the impact assessment tool every now and then, and seeing, oh, what could we be doing that could be helping us um, make even a greater impact? And um, yeah, we've got Demi here too, who's our beekeeper, who's just been really fantastic at making sure that we're making great movements um, and strides to, to to be better essentially. So yeah, that's a bit about our process, um, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of the other B Corps talk about uh, their experience too. Namahi. Thank you, Brooke, for that. Uh, that's wonderful. And at this point, you might have lots of questions around what this is all, um, what does it all involve and what support you can get. So we're going to welcome Lauren, who's going to talk um, from the BLAP perspective in terms of some of the resources that are available to you. Over to you, Lauren. Hello, everyone. It's lovely to be here. And like Brooke, I was just amazed at the numbers that I can see at the bottom of my screen. So it's very, very exciting to have you all here today. 
Um, so I'm going to, I guess, speak to a couple of different things in my section. The first thing I'm going to give you a little brief overview of what B Corp certification entails. Um, so for those of you who may not be as familiar with the requirements for B Corp certification, we have three key requirements. So the first one we call the performance requirement. So this involves taking the B Impact Assessment, which Brooke spoke about before, getting a verified score of 80 points out of the um, assessment and then certifying. The second is the legal accountability. So this involves adopting the legal framework to embed purpose and consider all of your stakeholders. And then we have transparency. So this is when once you become a B Corp, you get your B Impact score. And this gets published on our B Corp directory, which is the global sort of directory where you can, I guess, look up any B Corp anywhere in the world and find out a little bit more about their score and their impact as a business. So um, to learn more about the requirements, you can head to our B Corp guide, which I'm going to introduce to you all in a couple of slides time. But that's, I guess, hopefully a little bit of context. And now I'm going to move to the next slide. Thanks, Kule, which is what does the B Impact Assessment cover? So this is just a really quick glance of the five impact areas that um, the assessment has. So I won't dive too much into these. Again, you can read all about them on our B Corp guide. But I guess the main takeaway here is that the certification is really quite holistic. It's not just about how your company is managing your environmental impact. It's how are you interacting and engaging with your customers? What does your supply chain look like? How are your governance structures? How are you taking care of your workers? So it's quite a well-rounded certification. And I guess that is something that um, sets it apart from other certifications out there as well. Thanks, Hule. So we're going to move on to the getting support with your certification. So I've popped a couple of different resources in here, which you will get a copy of these slides post um, workshop. So you can have a look at these afterwards. But we've got the Intro to B Corp short course. So this is a free online course that um, our B Lab team has developed and it's like super interactive. It's really great for companies who are not yet sold on the idea of B Corp. You might be thinking about it, still wondering, is this for us? Will it suit our business? Really recommend you start with the short course because it gives you a really good picture of sort of, I guess, our Australian Otterell community. There's heaps of videos and interviews. And it also goes through a lot around the benefits of certification and why companies are going through the process themselves. Uh, the second one there is the B Corp guide, which I've already flagged. So this is really great for any company that is at any stage of the process. It covers out things like eligibility, um, what the requirements are, how to set up your assessment, tips and tricks to help navigate the assessment, and what happens once you submit. So really recommend if anyone's thinking of going down the pathway to certification, that is the best place to start. Then we have our Become a B Corp workshop. So we run these um, both online and occasionally in person when we can. And these are really great for business who's, who just want a little bit of help, want a little bit of support, understanding how to navigate the assessment, maybe a little bit of help around impact improvement work, um, and they're just really great ways to meet other people who are going on similar journeys to you 
um, and they're run by our B Lab team and also some of our B facilitators, which is lovely. And then we've got our B consultants who are just such legends and I could not recommend them enough. These are consultants that have been trained up by our B Lab team and they are little experts in the BIA. They're great. So I would recommend engaging a B consultant if you really want that sort of one-on-one -on -one tailored support, you know, maybe if you want some help you know, not only navigating the assessment, but you've got heaps of questions or you want someone to help you sort of project manage um, the certification journey. They are just truly wonderful. And I'm so glad that we now have them available for you all. And then the last one there, um, which Brooke also touched on, which are the emails from B-Lab. So once you start your online assessment, you will get um, automated emails from our team as you progress through your journey. Um, so heaps of like self-help articles, really good resources, blogs from other B Corps, tips and tricks to really help you along the way and really get you that support at the different stages of your journey. So I hope that these will be very helpful. Um, and yeah, look forward to, I guess, chatting with you all for the remainder of the session. Thanks so much, Mindy, back to you. Thank you, Lauren. And um, that was really, really useful and uh, encourage you to um, check out some of the links that we just shared in the chat as well that Lauren mentioned, but we'll also follow it up and in an email with uh, everyone who registered for the webinar. Finally, in the next section, um, we're gonna hear from Penny DeBorse. Uh, from Wright and Penny's going to talk about using your B Corp certification over to you Penny. Kia ora, thanks Mindy. Um, yeah, just echo what everyone else has said. It's fantastic to see so many people here. It's really exciting um, that we have so many organisations in Aotearoa interested in becoming part of this movement. Um, so I'm from Wright Limited, I'm also based in Tawhanganui Atara, Wellington, and we are a plain language consultancy. So we're a bit different. We've been around for 30 years uh, and we only just became a B Corp last year. So uh, probably a little different to some of the organisations that have sort of baked that in um, as they've been starting up. So uh, you've done the mahi uh, and now you're a B Corp, but how do you bring it to life in your business? How do you tell people about it? How do you spread the word about your commitment to using business as a force for good? So I'm going to look at both sort of external ways you can do that and how you can do that internally within your organization as well. I think with the external stuff, it's about recognizing that any interaction you have with a supplier or a customer is an opportunity to get them interested in the B Corp movement. So, you know, add it to your signature blog, your office signage, your invoices, your sales proposals and quotes, any marketing material you send out. Um, we've also added it to our profiles on government procurement platforms, if that's the kind of work you're in. Um, we know that there's a growing interest in ethical business and you just never know, you know who you're going to reach. If you blog or you send newsletters out to your customers, um, that's an awesome opportunity to really get into the, your why behind why you became a B Corp and what it means to you as an organisation. Um, we don't have big ad campaigns, but if you do, clearly that's an opportunity as well, as long as it sort of fits with the message. Um, but I think really with the with the external messaging, it's all about making sure that you tell people what being a B Corp means, um, rather than just kind of slapping a logo on it onto your signature block as well. So I'm going to attempt, bear with me, um, to share a couple of examples of the way we've done it, um, which is not to say it's for everyone, but here's a, here's a go. So is that working? Can everyone see my screen? Yeah, great. Okay, so this is um, 
from our website. Um, so what we've done here is just taken our overarching theme, which is using the power of words for good, um, which we've been living by for quite a few years now, and then sort of showing what that looks like in action and some of the ways we do that. And then in a physical sense, we've um, created some space in our breakout rooms, is one of our meeting rooms where we've put on the wall um, some text that kind of talks about some of the things we do that shows what goes on behind the business. Um, so B Corp's part of that, as well as a couple of the other um, pieces of work that we do, which are, are not related here, but just thought it was a useful way to sort of bring that to life. Um, some other ways you can do that is, yeah, really engage with the community. I think, as Tim said, there's an amazing B Corp community in Aotearoa. Um, the forum is a fantastic place to really sort of connect with other B Corps, get some ideas from them, um, and see how you can work together. You know, you can do so much more with the power of two or three of you working together than just trying to do that on your own. Share it on social media. There's loads of ways you can, you know, create shareable video content or infographics, um, support other B Corps and their stories there as well. We found LinkedIn's a really great place to do that. Um, consider purchasing from other B Corps, which is going to help with that supply chain question later on as well. Um, so, you know, if you buy gifts for clients or suppliers, that's a great way to start sort of sharing some of the B Corp stuff. Everyone here is getting fits and fog and they're um, on their toast this month. This month. Um, but it's just making those opportunities to have a conversation with people about B Corp and why you're involved and what's in it for them. Try pitching some stories. I mean, the, the news cycle at the moment is, you know, try your luck, um, but you could get some really good media coverage. I know uh, Kiwi Bank's done that really well with the spin-off recently, and that's fantastic to see. So those are some ideas for external things, but I think internal communication is probably the most powerful tool you have. Um, and that's all about supporting your people to live those B Corp values um, and to be advocates for the mission. Um, Tim shared some fantastic stats earlier about people feeling uh, connected to purpose and have, feeling like their work has meaningful impact. Um, and we know that people who feel that and their work will naturally share that with their networks, with their family, with their whanau, with their customers. Um, and, you know, they'll be happier in their work too, which has got to be good for your business. So make B Corp explicit. I mean, I talk about it all the time like people are sick of hearing me talk about b corp this month um but i think the important you know share some resources and podcasts and try and find different ways to talk about it because we know that it takes lots of exposures for people to make it stick um and things will resonate differently for different people so you've just got to try and a few different ways to connect the dots and help them see how their purpose connects to that sort of b corp way of thinking um, some other things we've done is we've invited other B Corps to speak at our professional development days um, about what being a B Corp means to them. And that's been a really powerful way to get people on board and promote the movement more widely as well. You could look at opportunities for people to connect their daily tasks and responsibilities and to purpose and to that B Corp thinking. You know, where are those direct connections to purpose? Um, and how can you make more of those? How can you find other ways for people to build purpose and impact and B Corp thinking into their roles? You might like to develop some business frameworks that require you to explicitly factor in B Corp thinking. Um, so that might be um, a matrix to help you decide what customers you work with or you don't work with. It could be just a question that goes in any, um, I guess, business case that goes to your senior leadership team about have you considered all of our stakeholders and the B Corp commitments that we've made when you're making those decisions. So yeah, lots of ways there. Um, the last thing really is just to invite and reward ideas. Um, so two ways that we've been doing that. One is to invite general ideas about how we could bring B Corp to life at work. That's really useful for helping people to start to see those opportunities and to give them a sense of ownership 
and participation in that as well. So we've asked for suggestions throughout B Corp month um, and we've been rewarding people with prizes from different B Corps. It's just a little gesture, um, but it's something that really helps people feel connected and, and that they've got some sort of skin in the game a little bit with that. Um, another way you could do that, as, as Brooke alluded to, in three years' time, you get to recertify um, and there's an expectation that you'll get a better score this time round. So it might be that, okay, you've just been accredited, so give yourself a year to celebrate that. But pretty soon you're going to start thinking about what are you going to do differently um, to increase your score next time. And so you might identify some specific areas where you want to improve um, and then take ideas from your team about ways that you can bring that to life. Um, would highly recommend getting onto that earlier rather than later, because three years will roll around <laughs> incredibly fast. Um, and as Lauren said, there are loads of resources available from, B, um, from B-Lab as well. Um, the step-by-step -step employee engagement plan is brilliant, um, and as is the, the, the B-Lab course through Torrance University. Highly recommend getting all of your people to, to do that as well. So yeah, some top tips. That was a, a whirlwind tour, um, but Namahi, thank you very much. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Penny. And now we're going to introduce four new voices to this conversation today. Very exciting. And um, then we're going to go into Q&A. I love that all the questions are coming in now. So keep that coming. Um, it's going to be a great Q&A session. So um, in this next session, we'll have uh, four B Corps, including Julia Jackson, who is the Head of Purpose and Sustainability at Kiwi Bank. In her role, Julia is responsible for setting the purpose and sustain sustainability strategy for Kiwi Bank, which means that uh, she helps businesses to consider that how um, they can um, enable financial education for Tamariki, financial security for Kiwi, and sustainability for businesses to help Aotearoa to be better off. Julia works to ensure that Kiwi Bank demonstrates best practice in all areas of sustainability, including but not limited to B Corp certification. For the round table, we also have Annika Speedy, who is the general manager of Dignity. Dignity provides free period products through two impact initiatives, a buy one, give one partnership for business and gifting initiatives for the benefit of Kiwi workplaces, youth and community groups. They believe that no one should miss out on opportunities simply because they have their period. Incredible. We also have Mike Carroll, who is the founder and principal consultant of Brightly, which is an independent IT services company working with businesses to create positive impact through IT. Mike founded Brightly to bring together leading technology solutions with a drive to work towards social, social justice and climate impact. And I know that Mike has been the force behind their B Corp certification as well. Last but not least, we have Claire Everett, who is the People Experience Manager at Springload, which is Wellington's largest independently owned agency, digital agency. Claire is passionate about organizational consistency, and she makes sure that Springload's values are baked into their processes and policies. Claire is also a keen member of the B Corp community, and she loves to organize meetups. Uh, for the folks in Wellington. So maybe when you're there, you can um, join for an online um, get together or, or an in-person uh, coffee at People's on Luke's Lane. So in the next 20 minutes, um, we're going to throw some questions uh, at our panelists, but we have a few and um, to start off with. Um, so uh, I think for the first question that I want to throw to our panelists is uh, the question of why. 
why B Corp for your organization? And I'm going to go in the order that we've just introduced our panelists. So starting with you, Julia, and then we'll go to Annika, Mike and Claire. Oh, thank you. Um, and I think for us, you know, Kiwi Bank was set up with a really clear purpose. But when we were starting to look at, you know, in 2020, when we, we began this journey, we started to, to have really good conversations around, well, actually, we say we're purposely, but how do we prove it? And do, how do we know where we are currently at? So for us, our why was quite strongly grounded in really wanting to have an honest and independent assessment of where we stood. So you know, where were we sitting, what, where was our baseline? Um, and then secondly, being able to actually hand on heart say that some of the things that we do, the decisions that we make are aligned with our purpose. So having that external verification of, yes, we are operating in a way that is considering our stakeholders, it is purpose-led, um, was really what drove us to, to take the leap and, and go down the certification pathway. Awesome, thanks, Julia. Over to... Uh, to you, Annika. Laura, thank you. Yes, when um, Dignity was founded, we were actually two years into to the journey when we went for Corp certification. And as we found at that stage, right out of university, 23, 24, and, and purpose-led business, social enterprise, and it was about having some credibility, I think, and having some, that external, like you're saying, Julie, having that external validation of, of our values that was all about accountability, all about sustainability, all about transparency, and just seeking some some validation and just living our values. Because I think it's really, really easy to live your values when things are going well, <laughs> things are all good. Something like COVID comes along, you get this blip. I think it's really important to be held accountable um, to those values. And it, it just ensures that we are continuing to live our purpose and, and following our mission, really. Um, so yeah, that'd be nice. Thank you. Oh, I think you were just on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You think I've got to by now? One of these. <laughs> That's right. Over to you, Mike. What's uh, Brightly's story on B Corp certification? Yeah, kia ora. Uh, so for us, very, very similar. I think um, there are a couple of key things. One was that fundamentally, uh, the system of of business in a in a capitalist enterprise is just kind of broken. It's just not working. Um, so there was that general understanding and some of that was around kind of, you know, setting up the business to begin with. But then it was really making sure that um, those good intentions actually have some um, weight behind them. And for us, for ourselves, that we know that what we're doing is, is making a positive difference, that we are holding ourselves to account for that. Um, and looking for, um, again, beyond just a certification, but a community and a, and a, um, a movement that's creating kind of broader system change, well, particularly as a, you know, a tiny business, essentially, that we can be part of a, a growing movement and um, have a much wider impact than we would ever do on our own. Thanks, Mike. Last but not least, Claire. Hi, everyone. Um, I think that um, we... I think that when we've discovered B Corp, um, it um, we were just so impressed by the um, by the uh, the values behind the movement and the um, the rigorous um, assessment of businesses that um, it made us just stop and think this is just this is just really cool and we want to be a part of it. Um, and the fact that there were so many big names and that it was um, it was really taking off, um, and we. 
yeah so and when we started to look into it and then the more we went down the path and realized that it wasn't just something you could just pay to get the certificate and that really just made us go yeah I think this is the one that we're going to we're going to go you know go for and yeah and I think we could see the the value in definitely our clients and our potential clients and yeah and yeah it just really spoke to us Thanks so much, Claire. Um, and so the next question I have for the panelists is, is how did you get buy-in? And assuming, um, you know, for an organization like Kiwi Bank, there would be number of stakeholders that need to be um, engaged um, in, the, in the value proposition, as well as the, um, you know, this kind of commitment to uh, sustainability. So the question is, uh, yeah, what you had to do to, um, to bring others in your organization along the journey. And we'll start with you again, Julia. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think it's such an important part, particularly if you are in a, a larger organization with a few different moving parts, you are gonna require you know, people from across the organization to help you when you're completing the B-Impact assessment. You know, there, there's um, lots of different components. So you do need those people on board with you. Um, we were, I think, the honest story is that we had tried a couple of times just sort of within the sustainability team to go actually should we have a go at seeing if we could meet the minimum requirements for B Corp pre-2019 um, and not really gotten gotten that by because we were trying to do it sort of on the side of the desk and so I think my key point would be make sure that you get the key decision makers on board really early and that's what happened in 2019 in November when we actually you know had conversations with our executive team with our CEO and said we think this is the the accreditation that is right for us for the sort of the reasons I talked about before and probably the one that I was reminded of is clear you were speaking that I think one of the best things about B Corp is that it's really honed into the impacts that are appropriate for the sector size and country that you're operating in so the questions that Kiwi Bank received on our B, B impact assessment were different to what Springload and Brightly and Dignity would have had and I think that's one of the real benefits for it. So when we started to have those conversations and actually explained what the process was about, what, what we were going to get out of it in terms of, you know, that baseline of where we're at. Um, and, and potentially if we manage to get certification, then some of that reputational benefit we can get from that as well. Um, but really important to go in with that full buy-in from, from the top. Um, and then once you've got that, it's easier for people in the business who are going to have to help you on the journey to actually understand where this sits in terms of organisational priorities. Um, the other thing I'd probably say that was quite important for us is not sugarcoating it. So, you know, don't go in and try and say, hey, this is going to be something that's really easy. We'll get it done really quickly. Um, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a nice um, logo for us to have. B Corp for us is about being really honest about, you know, committing to our purpose and committing to do, doing things differently. So if you don't have your senior leaders understanding that upfront, I think it becomes really difficult. So in hindsight, one of the things I'm really glad that we did throughout our journey, but from the beginning, sort of at that 2019 point, was we did start to talk to our board as well. And we, we started to talk to them quite deliberately because even though we knew that the legal requirement wasn't actually in place in New Zealand yet, so you didn't actually have to make those constitutional changes, but we knew it was likely to be coming. Um, and we really wanted to make sure that they were on board and understood that, and again, supportive of that journey before we did a whole bunch of work. Thanks, Julia.
that's really, really helpful, especially when you're working in the size of organization um, like Kiwi Bank to have that, you know, early buy-in um, and the resourcing, you know, um, to, to be able to get the job done. What about for um, an organization like a startup like Dignity, Annika? First, I meet myself. <laughs> well, Dignity at that stage really was the two co-founders and um, two other part-time workers. Uh, and I actually came on board after I came on board actually in the auditing process. <laughs> so my job was actually the proof side of it. Um, but I think it's that it was just so integral to Dignity. It was set up as a social enterprise. It was set up as an impact-driven business. So everything we do is around creating impact and addressing the needs at that stage of period poverty and the fair and equitable access to period products, everybody. So I think it was was just totally ingrained in um, the ethos and, and just a way way of being, really. So there, there wasn't really, I guess, it was just inherent, and so it just seemed a natural progression um, and a natural sort of certification, just flipped with what we were doing already, um, which is one of the, the benefits. There's pros and cons of being small, but that's one of the benefits of being a small team. You don't really have to to get that external buy-in. So. Yeah. Thanks, Annika. And Mike, you're the co-founder, you, so you probably made the decision, but did you have to bring other folks along? And maybe you can talk a little bit about like what you had to do as well. Yeah, totally. I think for us, um, you know, it was so well aligned for us as a business that it wasn't a hard decision in terms of um, whether we wanted to do it. The really difficult thing as a small and growing business was whether it was the right time and the resources to, to de dedicate to it. Um, but it. But it's such a useful tool um, so in terms of, you know, what we needed to do, it was a lot of it was around um, making some decisions around how we wanted to work. Um, and again, as a small and growing business, there are a lot of things that we didn't necessarily have in place in terms of policies and so on. So we were able to, you know, pretty rapidly make the decisions that needed to be made because the, the decision makings decision makers were an integral part of the process, um, but also put together the resources to demonstrate um, for ourselves and, and for B-Lab that we had those things in place and then we're following through with what we said we we're going to do. And the, all of those things have just paid off massively as we've grown. It's all incredibly useful stuff for a small and growing business. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And Claire? Yeah, I was thinking um, about how a, a lot of the journey of doing the impact assessment and um, and I guess the first um, six months after you've been accredited is a lot of documenting things you already do. And um, often just thinking about getting buy-in um, when right at the beginning, when we're like, oh yeah, we do that. Oh, we absolutely do that. We should write it down. And that kind of makes it feel like a, a less of a barrier because you're already on the journey. And I imagine lots of people here today are already, you know, um, their recycling stations are probably beautiful and they're um, looking into offsetting their carbon emissions. And I think that, um, you're already amongst friends <laughs> so actually um having the conversation about taking it to the next step um it's yeah it's not as scary as it can sound <laughs> <laughs> yes you're doing it with others uh which is part of the joy of the journey okay i'm gonna ask one last speedy question um and then i'm gonna throw it to QA to moderate the questions that have been coming in from our audience so the last question i have is the what does it take? How long did it take you in terms of um, hours for your organization, as well as from the start to end, you know, number of months? Um, Julia. Yeah, so we um, uh, just made the decision in November, as I've talked about, and, and I sort of said, 
made set myself a goal because I think with with the B impact assessment, which is the key piece of work it can drag. Um, so I submitted that by Christmas, so December 2019. We got an analyst assigned in around March, and it took about three months then of working through that. Um, so yeah, probably all up sort of a seven or eight month process. We were, I think, lucky in some ways that we got an analyst assigned relatively quickly. I know not everyone has that same journey, but I think you know setting yourself some clear goals and deadlines for it as well can definitely help keep things moving. And Julia, what was the process like getting to that point? So prior to submitting, um, you know, getting the assessment done. Yeah, I mean, it, take, it does take a lot of work. You don't show me, I don't take my own advice. Um, it, you know, it does take, you require, for a large organisation, we needed information from so many different people across the organisation, from the people team, our customer teams, our legal teams, our procurement properties, um, all of that sort of stuff. So it takes quite a lot to actually just facilitate all of that. One of my sort of little tips is you can download the B Impact Assessment onto an Excel spreadsheet. Highly recommend you do that. We added another column, which was just basically people who are responsible for each different question. And then it becomes sort of like a project management of um, making sure that they're, they're clear on when their deadlines are and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, you, then you're into sort of once you've gotten all of those initial responses, you're also then into the verification stage where you have to actually provide evidence for all of those questions. So then you're going back to those people and actually making sure that they understand, um, you know, how, how we can prove what we say we are doing. Um, one of the big things for us was actually the disclosure questions. That was probably the, the most challenging for us, if I'm honest. Um, and so we often talk about the bit, well, I just talked about the big impact assessment, which is the 200 and however many um, questions which are scored. There's also these un, unscored questions, which is called the disclosure questionnaire. And as a bank, those were some of the, the biggest things that, that, that B Corp really wanted to understand from us in terms of basically who and how we lend money. Um, and that making sure that we were really clear around how we were getting that information to them, that we had clear data um, and that we were clear around what we were actually doing was, was took quite a lot of back and forth with our analysts just to, to make sure we'd answered all of that, um, all of those questions sufficiently because that's um, reviewed by basically an independent committee. So it's not like with the B impact assessment, at least you, you sort of know immediately, you know, whether you, you met that requirement for that question or not. With the disclosure questions, it is a little bit more subjective. So there was quite a lot of back and forth for us on that one. Thanks, Julia. Um, Annika, how long did it take you? Um, so I came on board, it was just after um, Jacinta, one of our co-founders had submitted the application. I believe it took her around six months of pretty intensive, because she actually pretty much did everything herself. So just one, one person, a lot of it did, did exist. Um, that was that was huge. And then I came on board and it probably took about three to four months with, uh, I guess, the validation. And as, as we've heard before, a lot of it was just writing stuff down because we're a really small team and you take for granted that there's these beautiful methods and other B Corp recycling bins in the in the kitchen. But it's kind of like, okay, just making sure that we actually formalize the process, that we we do use them for the intended purpose and taking it a step further, encouraging people to do that, that at home or encouraging us when we're in our storage unit, for example, where there might not be bins that we also keep everything to take away and, and recycle. So it's just putting those, actually having the proof, but also really thinking about how we do things and things we just assume, because all of us here are already on the journey. You're already thinking 
in your day-to-day -day life anyway about sustainability and about the environment and about impact but in terms of not everyone is as far on that journey or thinks that way so it's just formalizing that documenting it and, and just having it written down so it's a, it's a fantastic process to go through it just takes a bit of time so I think as everyone says start start now just write it down anything that comes up that, that you do just have it written down and then it makes it so much easier so probably all up I'd say probably nine to twelve months um the only one hiccup we had is that our buy one give one model didn't fit the traditional framework within the B Corp so we had there was a little bit of um changing around in terms of um where we fit in um and that was just a little bit of extra, extra work but because we're so small it's very easy for us to to adapt and make those changes so. thanks Annika and Mike how long did it take you and what was the process yeah it was probably pretty similar to dignity in terms of overall time frame I think we did have an initial go at it um, and sort of um, hit, hit a couple of roadblocks in terms of understanding sort of what it meant for our business model in terms of as an IT supplier we have predominantly we're a services business, but we do sell hardware. And so suddenly it's like, okay, what's the process around that? And there are a few things that we actually hadn't thought about upfront. Um, and so we sort of had a, a second round um, where we went back back to it. Um, and again, from a, um, I guess, a resourcing point of view, we had an opportunity when we brought on um, some new team members to kind of make it a key focus for them that helped kind of keep the momentum going and, and drive it through for us. Um, so yeah, all up, I'd say it's pretty, pretty similar, a, a good sort of six months to get to submitting the impact assessment and then a few months to kind of get through that process and um, kind of complete the documentation and so on. Thanks, Mike. Is that similar for you too, Claire? You're still on mute. <laughs> I muted. Um, uh, yes, I actually um, only came in, I came back from parental leave in the last couple of months of the application. So I got to do all the fun documentation, which I, is honestly fun for me. <laughs> and uh, I'm working with B Lab and then got all the glory at the end when, you know, I'd just been there for the last bit. <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully that gives you a sense of the level of resourcing that you need and the journey that you're about to embark on if you're. Um, interested um, in becoming part of the B Corp community. So now I'm going to hand it over to Kule um, to start asking our panelists, uh, as well as some of the other B Corps who are here today, uh, the questions that you've been uh, asking. So over to you, Kule. Great. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and being so open and honest about the experience. So I'm sure it's really helpful for everyone here. Um, so we had a few questions that were submitted uh, prior to the session, and we've had a few in the chat here, so we'll try and get through as many as possible. Um, I'm going to go to Brooke first. Uh, there was a question specifically um, for you around kind of maintaining that focus um, on impact as you grow. It's pretty, pretty impressive going from 10 to 280 in five years. So how, how have you managed that? Yeah, so we, um, yeah, the question I saw too was about, you know, was it, is it harder as you grow? Um, and I think what was fortunate from us doing it from pretty much day one or early on means that it's just grow, it's natural in, a, in the way that we work and it's grown with us. And when we do our objectives and key results, you know, that just having the sustainable scaling side of our business, a, a key part of that has been um, instrumental over the years. So 
um what we've been more focusing on is like okay we know we're we're at this base level and what also happens is every year i think the questions or the standard gets higher because as you know one um what is it is the tide is one is the tide rises all boats rise i guess and i think you know we're starting to see that as more and more businesses become b corps we're um increasing the standards of what we're expecting which i just love so i think we focus a lot too on what are the areas that we can um next be really focusing on leveling up on and yeah DMR beekeepers keeping us honest to those every you know and make sure that we're making good traction along the way so um yeah it's a, it's been I think it's been really fantastic that we've had it embedded um so early on um yeah that's my answer. nice thank you um, is that um, why um yeah. jump in and add, add something Please. I'm just thinking about um I guess the um if it's as with the growth spurts, what we have found is that by, um, I guess, retrofitting some things back into our onboarding process and um, and um, and really highlighting certain things in the induction um, around around the different B Corp areas, um, especially sustainability and um, and um, I guess the things that. Um, I'm thinking about uh, digital accessibility is a big thing at our company and making sure that um, everything we build is accessible for everyone um, using the internet, um, which is, you know, lofty goals, <laughs> but we like lofty goals in the B Corp community. Um, yes, yeah, so we found that as the with the growth spurts, um, if you start at the beginning of people's employment journey, um, then it, um, it slowly evolves and changes the culture of your company in a really good way um, to really embed those B Corp processes and and values into your team. Awesome, thanks Claire. Um, any any of the other panel um, or B Corps want to jump in on that? No, we'll, we'll move on. Um, I've got a question now actually for the B Lab team. So maybe either either Mindy or Lauren can take this. Um, we've had quite a lot of questions around the how the process might differ for different kinds or types or sort of sizes of companies, whether you're a, even just a sole trader, can you be certified um, versus a, a company that has thousands of people maybe operating in different countries um, with subsidiaries and sort of very complex structures. Um, so maybe you can just give us a bit of insight into that. Yeah, I can take that one, Kule. Um, great question. So I think, um, Julia, you touched on this before, but every um, company sort of gets generated a different assessment based on your characteristics of where you're based around the world, this, your size, so your number of employees, um, and then also your industry. So um, I think, Grace, I was just typing a response in the chat, but I'm going to take the floor and answer your question now. Um, in terms of like, in terms of when companies go for their recertification, if they've, you know, they've grown in the last three years, if they've decreased in the last three years, if you've gained subsidiaries in the last three years, if any part of your business has changed, that will be reassessed when you go to recertify. Um, so for sharesies, you're go they're going through their recertification at the moment, their assessment looks very different to the one they did three years ago based on the growth that they've had in the last three years. Um, so I hope that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, so a company who, you know, a marketing company is gonna get a very different assessment as a, you know, a restaurant, for instance, because they've got very different impacts. Their materiality is very different. Um, so it's really important that um, when you're sort of creating your assessment that you're selecting into those right categories and again, I'm going to plug the B Corp guide here. We've got a section on how to set up your assessment. 
um, correctly. So really important that you're getting that right because you really want those questions to be accurately, I guess, reflecting and um, gathering the impact of your business in the best way possible. Um, because, you know, you could have accidentally selected into a wrong category and being like, why am I getting all these manufacturing questions when I don't manufacture the products that I sell? Um, so really important, that would be my, probably my number one pick tip, consult the guide and make sure that you set your assessment on the right track from the very start. And my other, sorry, Kule, my last thing is if you are a complex sort of larger business and you've got multiple subsidiaries or you're a subsidiary and you've got a parent company and you want to certify independently, if you've got more than 250 employees, feel free to contact us directly at B-Lab because there might be some additional requirements um, that you might have to go through. Thank you, Mindy. Yes, send us an email at certification at B Corporation um, because we might have to um, do some extra, I guess, scoping of your business and see what the best certification pathway forward is for you and the entity that you want to certify. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that. So that was really useful for us because otherwise, if we hadn't done that initial engagement, there were a couple of things. One, because ultimately we're owned by three crown entities. Could we even certify as well? Um, so the B Lab team helped us do that initial assessment. But I think also what they found through that is the track that we'd chosen for ourselves would have been quite wrong. And so then we would have done all these questions and then had to go and do, do them again. Um, so that was really useful. And then the other thing I just saw sort of on the process thing there was a question around large organizations um, and so I just wanted to sort of quickly speak to a couple of things that we had to do which were a little bit different as a large entity so one was that we had two analysts looking at all of our stuff um, and so sometimes they had different questions because they'll review things slightly differently um, but then the other thing which actually I think was probably one of the best things um, and really lucky that we got to do it in terms of then employee engagement and, and um, understanding of B Corp is that they wanted to interview two people from our front line that B Corp um, just chose at random. So we sent them in a, essentially a list of our employees with their employee numbers. And very randomly, they said, okay, we want to speak to one, two, three, four, five, six and, and another um, person. So, and, and that's really, I think was actually a really interesting sort of step that they add for large organizations of going, hey, you've got all these policies and you'd say you do all these things, but actually like, how does the rubber hit the road for the people who are having conversations with customers every day? Um, and so, you know, it was someone from our contact centre and someone from our operations team, which, you know, luckily in our report that we got back from B Corp, they said it was one of the, you know, they could see the passion and, and the connection to our work shining through. But actually for a large organisation, you know, there is a moment of truth there where you go, you know, really, how does this, this land for our people? So again, you know, speaking to the robustness of the process, I think it, it sort of shows you how, how they do, how B Corp has tried to really think quite deeply about you know, ensuring that companies that go through the certification do, they are being held to a really high standard. Um, I'll jump in there as well, just to pick up, uh, I guess, a few of the questions that have come in in the chat regarding sort of who can certify and the process is different. Um, as Lauren said, you know, um, B Corp certification is, um, is, is aimed for businesses. So um, if you're a company and in different legal structures, including um, sole traders can certify, um, and um, 
there was a question that asked about uh, social enterprises with potentially a, a charitable structure. Um, and in New Zealand, we actually have a precedent where uh, Kilmarnock uh, Social Enterprise was able to certify um, as a company with charitable status, but they were able to show. So there were some additional steps that were involved showing that um, the company is not relying on their charitable status to earn income ongoingly. Um, uh, so uh, we're not going to go into details of that, but if that's uh, a situation that you're in, um, definitely uh, contact us in the same email and we can uh, walk you through those processes. Uh, but the question about value proposition is that, yes, I absolutely think that uh, certification uh, is for social enterprises as well, because this is a framework that enables any organization to uh, continuously improve their impact over time. Um, so... Yeah, hopefully that answers the question. And was there anything else um, that we have missed, Kule? No, I think that that's, that covers most of the questions that have come in around that. But if you've obviously got any more, um, feel free to pop them in the chat. Um, we're going to dive into the weeds now with a more practical question um, that came through before the webinar um, around collecting data for your green credentials. Um, so how, um, for any of the businesses that have been through the certification, um, how did you go about collecting that data? Um, do, and do you have any tips? Uh, anyone want to come forward? or else I'll pick on someone. I can. So yeah, so we, uh, like, well, before um, we were a B Corp, we had already been offsetting our um, carbon emissions for quite a number of years. So we were able to um, use the reports created by the company we work with to offset our carbon emissions to break down the data. Um, I suppose um, going back a step uh, for, for those who, who don't already offset their carbon emissions, um, most of the data um, collecting to do that, come, to be honest, comes out the accounting system. So you can look for um, flight purchases, taxi purchases, electric bills, um, and, um, and then there's, I guess, the waste to landfill. Um, uh, which, um, you know, we, we estimated by literally weighing a rubbish bag at the end of the day and think that's probably a day's a day's worth we're starting to get a little bit more granular we're trying to actually collect the real data over a certain amount of time um to to see um what we are sending to landfill um but they're the they're the main sources i guess of the the carbon side of things um I'm trying to think what else is in the there there's definite um questions in there about um water use if that's something you monitor and even air quality i believe which is something that um there are people in new zealand who can come and um assess the air quality of your office if that's something you choose to do um uh yeah there's so yeah that's that's a bit about the practical stuff she always jump in there too because like for example yeah. you a lot of like external suppliers so for example we partner with organic initiative and so they as an organic business they have their own certifications that we were able to use we do a lot of work with main freight for example a lot of distribution and they they're amazing they provide all the spreadsheets so i think a lot of the the larger suppliers businesses you're partnering with have all that information anyway so you're there to sort of provide new information to, to add to what you're doing and and like like clear we offset our carbon so that that information is already there so i think you probably surprised at how much actually is there and is actually available it's just it's drawing on it rather than you don't have to sort of recreate everything yourself as well 
Nice. Um, and Annika, I'm just going to follow on on that because we also had a question around suppliers and how to the best way to get data from your suppliers. Um, would you have any insights on that? Kind of, do you do you share an audit, a questionnaire, or is it just sort of open? Yeah, we just ask them. I mean, we do it. We sort of have partnered with Ecos, so we're sort of um, in terms of measuring our carbon. So they have set um, parameters and formulas and spreadsheets that we send. The suppliers as part of that process so that that already existed um but as some of the smaller ones it's just a matter of literally just contact them and saying hey this is what we're doing this is what we need and some of them for example like our footprint is so small it's almost negligible so it's just a matter of just taking some some base numbers and doing some information but yeah mainly it's there's there's a lot of um templates calculators that, are, that already exist that you can just tap into and use and get the suppliers to fill out if, if they don't do that already which i would say probably the majority of them would be doing it already in some shape or form for their own business. Great, thank you. Right, um, yeah, on that one. go for it, Tim. Yeah. Um, a couple of things, I guess. Um, a lot of companies that we help have been stuck because they're trying to kind of do as much good as they can in year, you know, year one or first time of certification. But I think you end up in that paralysis analysis where you end up not doing the certification. So we, we just typically advise year one, get over 80. Like don't sweat the small stuff of trying to be a 150 point B Corp in year one, unless you're genuinely like really close to it. And some companies get quite competitive about trying to become a best for the world competitor in year one. And if you do, if you're close to it, that's cool. So year one, just aim to be a B Corp because um, you're going to see so much. And to even get 80 out of 200, which is what you need to get, you're outperforming almost every other business on the planet. So don't get scared that, you know, we're, we're only just an 80 point B Corp. Um, a lot of the companies we're helping, and, and I think in general, supply chain visibility is is just not something that many businesses have had to think about. So again, don't be too concerned if you haven't, if you're like, I don't know about the environmental impact of my suppliers. Not many people do that. And as Annika said, you know, it's, it's depending on how close you are to your suppliers, it can just be a quick survey that you send out to them and you can collate all the, all the questions from the assessment that are looking at your supply chain and send that survey. But it's nicer if you can actually go and have that conversation with them because then you're sending the signal to your supply chain that, hey, we're going on a bit of a journey. We'd like you to come on this journey with us. And that's how we can kind of help grow the movement. Um, and yeah, I guess on, on the sort of, you know, um, getting to, to, to the points yeah. really most businesses will either do exceptionally well on two sections of the five or will do pretty well across all five so again if, if you're not hitting your points on supply chain don't worry about it because you'll probably be able to go deeper on typically kiwi businesses score really well on the workers section because we're nice people and we look after our people so yeah don't get too scared about smashing it first time around Awesome. Thank you, Tim. Some good insights there, um, particularly around collaboration. I love that, that, you know, it's, it really helps businesses work down, you know, across their supply chain and, and with people in the same industry as well. Um, going to come back to the B-Lab team. So um, maybe one for you, Mindy, um, around, there was a question about the legal framework and whether that can be implemented before the BIA. Um, and also another question, I just thought you could answer two and, two and one, um, about the growth of the movement and whether kind of where we're seeing that. Is it just the small businesses? Are we seeing more large businesses try and certify? Um, could you speak a bit to those trends? Sure. Um, so on the legal requirement, uh, the short answer to that question is yes, it can be met um, before and it will be verified at certification. So um, 
uh, we talked about the performance requirement of 80 points. Um, there's a question in the governance section called mission lock that awards points for meeting the uh, legal requirement prior to certification. So um, I'm going to pop a, um, a link here in the chat um, that gives you details about what is needed and the timeframes um, that different companies um, have to meet this requirement. But it really involves um, uh, including um, a purpose clause and a stakeholder clause in a company's constitution um, uh, to embed stakeholder governance. Um, and that's sort of the legally, um, that's legally embedding purpose in your organization. And having met that prior to certification gains you the kind of full 10 points available um, in that mission lock question. Um, and I uh, highly recommend going to the how-to guide that gives you uh, the different legal forms um, and the steps needed for those legal forms. Um, and what do you have to do sort of um, before um, you make the legal change as well as after you amend the constitution. Um, the second question is around um, the growth of the movement. And yes, the B Corp movement has been, um, the early adopters have been kind of small to medium enterprises. Um, as I talked about earlier, the first company in New Zealand was uh, Eagle Protect that certified in 2012. Um, but the in the last uh, several years, we've really seen a, an increase um, of demand and interest from companies of all sizes and sectors. Um, but predominantly, we're seeing more in the kind of um, large company space as well. And um, we have different processes, as Lauren talked about earlier, if you are a large company and complex um, organization over certain thresholds, there are additional steps for you. So we're really excited that uh, we have all types of businesses and all sizes involved because you know, big companies have big impacts as well. So imagine you know, one decision, the impact that can have. So um, yeah, we welcome really businesses of all shapes and sizes. Great, yeah. Um, and I'm just gonna jump in and answer one quick question uh, from Pete there around whether there's an indigenous framework um, within B Corp um, to assist certification for Māori organizations. Um, so this is something we're really interested to look at and learn more about. And I think, you know, having um, me just start in this role, um, it's a great time to start that conversation in Aotearoa and, and figure out how we can align those those two things. So if that's something that you're particularly interested in um, and have ideas on, I'd love to hear from you. Um, we're very much just in the kind of discovery learning phase and trying to figure out what direction to take that. So um, we'd love to talk to anyone that's interested in that space. Uh, another question now for um, any of the B Corps, what were some of the unexpected hurdles that you had during the certification process? Anything that took longer or was a bit harder than you expected? I think um, the one thing I wasn't as aware of is, and Tim was you're so good with what you said before, is I think when I did the assessment, our school was like out of this world and, and then it got brought back to reality through the audit. So, and I thought I was answering it right, but I think I guess I didn't really realize the um, rigor or the um, documentation requirement side of it. So I think we're way better placed for that this time, but I think like, don't be disheartened by that um, and be, and also if you are going into the application um, with just around the 80, maybe think about what are ways that you could um, get that up a bit so that you're in a good stead um, when it does come to the auditing time. That's probably one little tip. Yeah, I'd echo that, Brooke. We were like, yeah, we're well over. Oh, sad face. Um, I think one of the hurdles we had was 
uh, Lauren, you're right on the money. Trying to find the right pathway from the outset made a huge difference. We um, we started out the wrong way um, and then had to kind of redo. So I guess spending a little bit of time up front really thinking about um, what your pick a path story is going to look like uh, will really help you streamline that process and make sure that you're answering the right questions um, that will really reflect your materiality as an organisation. And I think for me, the companies that we tend to work with that have been going, they've had, like, they've had a solo operator. So they've had like the concerned citizen or the, or the sustainability manager running it by themselves. And they've been doing it in isolation. And it's, you know, it, it, it's rigorous, but achievable. But you get to a point where it's like, I, I, I can't see the wood for the trees. The companies that, um, and I think, you know, we've definitely heard this from, from all the other B Corps, bring the team on the journey. And it will help you share the load of, you know, instead of Julia having to go and find all the information for the assessment, it's like, hey, HR team, can you go and help me with this? Properties team, you know, but even in smaller teams. So we typically say, create one person as a king or queen bee, and then get a team of beekeepers around them to go and help find the information. And it just brings the bee corp to life on a day-to-day -day basis. Exactly, um, you know, sort of Penny was saying as well, like bringing that purpose to life. Yeah, spread the load. Don't, don't do it by yourself if you can help it. Yeah, um, and just following on from that, Tim, that we did have some, a question there from Patrick about the best way to go about stakeholder engagement and how you kind of keep this at the forefront of their mind. Have you seen um, from the businesses that you've worked with any, you know, really practical tips for, for how to keep people engaged? Yeah, I mean, like I say, in, internal stakeholders is possibly the most important. If you get the team involved in it and increasingly, you know, Four or five years ago, we'd normally have someone like a Julia, a concerned citizen in, a, in, in, in the company saying, hey, can you help us sell this to the C-suite and the board? Now we're getting people coming to us saying, hey, the board have said I need to go and look at B Corp. What, I, I want a bit more information. So definitely getting get all your internal team on board. But I think the earlier you can engage external stakeholders and, you know, in the governance section, there are questions around stakeholder engagement. You know, do you know who your stakeholders are? And a lot of people, when we're at that point, they go, what is a stakeholder? Well, in the B Corp world, it's pretty much anyone and everyone, including the planet. So you know, the quicker you can connect with as many of your stakeholders that are important to you and you're important to them, the better. And, and it's almost like, you know, trying to work out um, how you're interacting with them, what good do you provide to them, but also what are you doing that's maybe not so good? So the quicker you can have those conversations with more people, A, you're going to get recognition on the assessment, but B, it's going to help you create that stronger, more resilient business, which is ultimately where you're going to see the real value, uh, you know, in, if you, in terms of that pure economic return on your assessment, because the stakeholders see what you're doing and, and you know, you're co-shaping how you're performing as a business, which is really what the whole, you know, B stands for benefit corporation. How are you benefit, benefiting more than just your shareholders? So, yeah, and that's going to be different and, and harder. You know, sometimes for smaller businesses, it's a bit harder because, you know, but equally for big businesses, you've got lots of stakeholders, so. Yeah, awesome, thank you. Um, I've got probably just one more, two more questions um, and we just, we might not have time for the networking today, but we, if, if anyone wants to kind of pop anything else in the chat um, and, you know, hopefully this, the demand for this webinar means that we'll have many more in the future um, and lots of opportunities for people to connect, um, which is really exciting. So um, don't worry, you'll be hearing a lot more from me and from us um, about future opportunities in the future. Um, so I've got one more question for, maybe for Lauren um, around, we had a question submitted 
previously around templates for best practice and kind of how much support the business might get going through this certification if they don't know how to write a policy on X, Y, and Z, what, what support is there for them? Great question. Um, the best, I guess, assessment tip I can give anyone on this call is in each of the questions in the assessment on in the top left-hand corner, there's a little button that says learn more. That is your best friend. If you click the learn more button, it gives you definitions. It gives you examples that other B Corps are using. It gives you implementation tips. So whenever you're reading a question and you're thinking, I don't really understand it, or is there something that I could be doing that I'm not doing, definitely hit the little learn more button. Um, the second thing I would say that once you have a um, the impact assessment account at the very bottom of any page in the footer, there's this resource called the knowledge base. And this is sort of like our BIA Wikipedia online portal with a bunch of sort of self-help guides. And there's a really great best practice section um, where we've got templates um, that B-Lab has created around creating a supplier code of conduct or how to implement an environmental management system or you know, how to implement justice, equity and inclusion in your organization. Um, so I might get um, our follow-up, I'll make sure our follow-up email includes that as well because it's just a really good, um, I guess, spot to start um, because like you've heard many um, people on the call say, it's, you know, a lot of people are doing the things but it's formalizing the things that's the hard part and quite often people don't know where to start. And, you know, we're all about not reinventing the wheel. So we, we can all use things that everyone has created. Um, so I'll be sure to put that in the email because they're super handy to have. Great. Can I also um, add in there, the, the actual B Corp community is amazing in this space. Um, uh, a lot of, um, I've spent a lot of time um, going onto the forum and say, how do, how do you do that? And what does that mean for you guys in your business? And um, using the um, other B Corps um, to help me kind of benchmark what that means for us. And, and I have received many templates and other people's policies to try and help us build things. So, so yeah, the, the B Corp community is really great there too. Awesome, thank you. Um, all right, we're gonna start to wrap up now. Um, so I'm sure everyone's probably getting hungry and wants some lunch, um, but I'd just love the panelists to share one quick final piece of advice. It could be something that you've already said today, but what do you know, what's the most important thing? Um, and for everyone else in the room to also just start thinking about your key takeaway for today and, and start to pop that in the chat um, as well. So I will start with Penny, what's your biggest piece of advice? Hmm, I think it's take everyone with you. Um, really help people to see that connection between having purpose, their impact, and what that means as an organization. I think if you do that, then um, yeah, you've got a whole bunch of allies who are helping you to make it real. And it just it just becomes a lovely virtuous circle where um, it feeds itself. So great, thank you. Uh, Annika. Um, I think one thing that um, we haven't touched on is we've talked a lot about trying to get points and losing points and the auditing process. And it all sounds really, really scary and really intimidating, but the, I mean, B Corp is here to get 
businesses certified as a B Corp. So the whole process is geared around helping you to, to get what, what you need. And so the auditing process is, it sounds really scary, but really it's just a, it's a you know, it could be 90 minute from us with a two hour conversation with someone who's literally going through step by step with you and saying, okay, for this particular uh -huh. question, this is what you can do to get more points and talking about it and having a dialogue. And so actually helping you and talking you through on that journey. So it's it's actually nothing to be afraid of. And in fact, it's something to actually embrace and welcome. The auditing process is actually really, really positive and it's really, really helpful. And it's and it's designed to get you over the line and it's all designed to, to get you where you need to be. So thank you. Great, thanks, Annika. Um, Claire, piece of advice. I am going to say, or um, well, I'm going to say, start writing things down. Um, start that process of just thinking all those things we do ad hoc. Start documenting them, and I would say document them in a way as if if somebody new joined your business tomorrow, how would you explain how you live your, you know, how you live in your business um, to that person, and then you're going to be well on the way to taking steps to sharing everything you do with B Corp and and your team. Awesome. Uh, Julia? Um, and everyone else's great advice. I'd say probably just give it a go. You know, don't be afraid of just getting into the B impact assessment, answering as many questions as you can, and, you know, seeing if it's right for your business. You're going to get something out of it. Sort of, Brooke, I'm sort of stealing your advice in some ways. But, um, you know, I think we definitely found that as well. Give yourself a deadline, get into it, and, and um, make the most of it, because undoubtedly you will learn something along the way. Great stuff. Uh, Mike. Yeah, I think if, if I can be cheeky and offer a couple, one is on the back of what Julie was just saying is to make the most of the opportunity to look at your business and how you can improve it. Um, the certification process is such an excellent holistic way of looking at your organization. Uh, use that, um, especially, you know, coming from the perspective of kind of small and growing businesses. It really helps you get a fantastic framework in place um, and it helps you look at you know, what you're really doing in terms of impact. And it's, it gives you that opportunity to kind of go make some changes um, in, a, in a significant way. And the other is just to embrace the community. It, um, I think in the past, trying to kind of have an impact and make change within organizations, you often feel like you're fighting a headwind. Um, and I think that what we're seeing now is um, across the board within the B Corp community and wider um, there's such a significant momentum behind it. Um, so, you know, if, if it's feeling hard or if it's feeling like, you know, insurmountable or you're wanting some tips, reach out to the community. Um, we're all really, really keen to see it grow and, and can see the benefits. And, and we're, uh, as Claire was saying, fantastic at helping each other out and sharing those resources. Awesome. Okay, last two bits of advice. Um, go to Brooke and then Tim. Uh, kia ora. I'll just build on all of this and really go about share the araha. So you've done the B um, the B Impact Assessment tool, you're about to do it. Share the araha, tell your other um, business um, owner mates or whoever to, to give it a crack too, because the more of us that join this community, um, the better society will be. Um, if you don't do it today, you'll be one day older when you do start it. So... <laughs> Great. Yeah, I, I do hear um, the B Lab team saying that everyone, you know, it's not a, and if you'll become a B Corp, it's when. Um, it's sort of one of the things I've heard in my first few weeks here. So definitely get ahead of the game. 
All right, thank you all so much. Um, please uh, do feel free, yeah, as Mindy has said, um, share your key takeaways in the chat there, um, but we'll, we'll wrap up um, bang on 1.30. So um, thank you so much to all of our speakers for sharing their knowledge today. Um, yeah, giving up your time, it's, it's hugely appreciated by us and, and the rest of the New Zealand business community. Um, and I'm really looking forward to continuing the conversation and meeting a lot more of you in person soon. Now, Mickey, thank you. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found it interesting, informative, and inspirational. I'd love to know where you are on your BCOP journey. And if you have any specific questions or people that you'd like me to interview to help you on that journey, please do let me know. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube for other content that you might like also. And finally, if you think that we might be able to do some epic work together, you can check out how that can happen through my website at www.growgood.co. Until next time, be better. Thank you.